0: You may be wondering why is it that I'm my podcast is so different from from pretty much everybody else's. My teachings, my understandings of life and spirituality, and things like this, is so uniquely different. Uh, what makes me so? You could almost use the word visionary. Um, I've been thinking about this, and I wanted to do a little bit of an episode on this. You know, I've been doing shorter episodes because honestly, longer ones, sometimes they are useful to do, but oftentimes I find they convolute things more than they need to be. Um, but that's a deeper episode, perhaps. And so, to answer this question, what makes me different from everybody the episode? If you haven't asked this question, um, you know, maybe that's a question you might want to ask. Um, and the answer to this question is I don't, so there's a couple of things that are different. Um, one of them thing is that I look for the assumptions. I don't always do this, right? This is not like a constant thing or this is not like a thing that I do with every single idea or whatever, but this is something that I'm attempting to do, uh, with more. Things, right? More ideas, more understandings that I've had or that I've heard from others. You know, this kind of thing. Because the more that you are able to do this, the more that I've been able to do this, the more I've been able to deconstruct all these different things to see the assumptions and these kinds of things, the more that I start to see beyond these things. You know, because I used to think that this Podcast was about helping you to think, and that is partially true. It is an attempt to help you to think, but there's more going on as well. Um, I think that I'm changing about this because I'm not just here to help you think I'm helping you to th- well i'm help- I'm here to help you to think uh more. Efficiently, more critically, perhaps, but I'm also helping you, to, I'm also trying to help you to become more open. This is why I've always questioned assumptions, especially within the past couple of months or so, while others will focus on different things, which is, you know, which is fine for the most part. Um, but I am not most people. What I end up doing is I don't focus on personal issues with people I don't really focus on. Um, the short-term type of stuff, for the most part, I've done, I've done episodes on this, these kinds of things, um, basic life things. Um, I do focus on those things, but not in the same way as other people do. Uh, you know, most people have, like, a very short-term, uh, focus, honestly. And in what I mean short-term, for for you, it might even be long-term, but that's not actually long term at all like most people think uh, like either a a day ahead a year ahead 10 years ahead 20 years ahead um but that's self-centered um see i i attempt to do something different because experience this is this is one of the, the problems with experience, right? Because one of the problems that, and this is why uh, the idea of anecdotal anecdotal evidence makes a lot of sense, because one one of the things that you will fall into if you listen to and believe your experience or whatever, or if you you know think it represents reality in some way or whatever, what you can do is then you can see other people based on that same experience. Um, you know, I've done this before. This is a deep problem that I've seen a lot of people do as well. Especially those who are really stuck on their story and the content and things like this. And there's nothing wrong with this to a certain extent. Um, in the sense of like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, but it, it does cause, it does come with its own set sort of consequences, which is basically you. Well, there's a couple of consequences, right? For this. I think. I'm trying to reframe this from right versus wrong or versus um, and to a new debate of consequence versus uh result right there are certain consequences unintended results that come from this uh, one of the big ones is that you can easily get stuck in your own angers and your own disappointments of people in life and things like this um, without seeing why these things are really happening. you can easily get stuck in believing that your experience or your your truth is the only truth, the best truth, whatever it is, you can get stuck in becoming too relative, actually, ironically, um, because you may have this idea that there is no truth, there is no, there's there's just your truth, my truth, this kind of thing. Um, the idea, the sentiment behind that is, is true in some ways, but... I don't use the word truth for that. I use the word experience because that's more accurate. Because people have implicit assumptions about what truth is, right? People have this assumption that truth is truth. There is no your truth or my truth. And so when you say my truth, your truth, they think truth. They don't realize that the your is there for a purpose, for a reason. Or if they do, they don't consider it deep enough, right? That's one of the big consequences and because of that you can actually become very stuck in your own worldviews and your own and you can actually become too relative to a point to where you can actually stop yourself from learning and growing. It's actually really ironic. Um know, I've seen this with a lot of the new age group movements. Um what they do is they like do this thing where it's like, oh, this is my truth and your truth, and there is no equal absolute truth. Um, and while that is true in a sense, I wouldn't use the word true in those, word, in those phrases, but it is, in a sense, true. While that is true, some of those truths are more equal than others. Which basically means that some of those truths, some of those things that you find are more uh, are something are things that represent reality better than other things, right? Like, for instance, a good example is, you could have a truth that says that if I pray to the rain god, and it, and rain comes, my truth is that praying to the rain god works, and rain comes. But what if I pray to the rain god, and rain doesn't come? I See, this is one of the deep problems of belief sometimes, actually, um, is, on one hand, if if the thing that you believe and does the thing that you pray for or whatever, or the thing that you want, you go, oh, this thing is real it exists. If it doesn't come, you go, oh, this is God or whatever testing me in some way. I'm not saying that this is a wrong uh, thing, like, like an atheist would say. I'm actually pointing out something deep, the deep problem of... of uh, taking experience too uh, seriously. This is a mistake I made in the past with episodes. So this is actually something that's actually moderately new within my understanding, which is one of the reasons why I've I've actually been able to sort of go beyond a lot of these things. Because, to be completely honest, you don't know like 1% of 1% of 1% of the world. Right, Like even if you do a lot of traveling, you you do a lot of reading, a lot of discovering of different cultures, even if you do all of this, you still know less than 1% of what is, right? (laughs) But if you base your truths on those experiences alone, and even what you read alone, you will not get anywhere. You will, well, you will get somewhere, right? I'm not saying you will not, but like you can definitely definitely get me stuck in this and it will not necessarily get you further because like I said, those like I said before in the past, those things are past um, and so they they limit your understanding you have to go beyond those experiences, you have to have that, that the idea within the realm of possibility that there is something beyond your own experience that you haven't that, that may actually be more accurate, more uh, of a representation of reality, right? So, that's one element of this that I do. And uh, I've done this in the past as well, but it, it's kind of always been like a a situation where it's been like kind of off and on because I've been focusing on other things and stuff like this. Like I said, that's one element i fo- I. Don't focus on the story as much as possible, especially anymore. Um, I've done that in the past to a certain extent with different episodes, and it doesn't—it usually doesn't work out very well for different reasons. Um, I notice assumptions. I try to become aware of as many assumptions within my ideas as possible. I don't always do this, like I said, but this is something I tend to do. The other thing I do is think of terms and not in terms of days or years, or even thousands of years, although I do that as well, like, uh, what effect would this decision have thousands of years into the future? But actually think in terms of past influencing present, which influences future. Um, See, this this is kind of a deep, convoluted point here, but <clears throat> the past is influencing the present right now. That past is what you could call mind, ego, delusion. Um, But it's also what you've experienced, what you think you know, things like this. And this past kind of has a will of its own and tries to influence things based on what it knows from that past. It tries to influence those things. Into the future keeps them going or removes them based on whatever whatever they are, and so the past is influencing the future. Um. <sighs> and so I don't really focus on like the story as much, the the smaller things. Um, in the same way like other people do, right? I I I'm very aware. That was one of the things that I've been very aware of from almost since the very beginning of the fact that like 90% of the content within your mind, 97% of it is useless, irrelevant, random, pointless, and actually debilitating to your own growth. Right, Debilitating to, not, not your own growth, but like your own understanding as well. Um... I think another element to this is I'm just starting to do as well is stop f- focusing all, as much on this idea of personal growth because what is a person really? What is a self? Um, and so really, there's a lot of questioning that's being done here, there's a lot of assu- uh, assumption finding that I'm doing. Uh, you know, if you de- deconstruct something long enough, you'll find it a flaw within it, <laughs> it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of looking deeply. Um, you know, because all of these ideas are what I call imperfect systems. Right, A system is something that you can use to understand the world, to explain it, to help you to work with it. And all systems are imperfect. Imperfect systems. And there's three le- things underlying all imperfect systems. Right? Those things are Everything is finite, everything is connected, and time or more info may uh, influence your uh, so-called perfect solution to make you see that it's less perfect than you realized, right? This is why I've always focused on these things. Not because I'm, I'm trying to get you to get... Depressed, but because I'm trying to get you to go beyond the story, this the belief systems about reality, the BS, right? The belief systems, um, and most things are belief systems. Any kind of system is a belief system, honestly, in, in certain ways, um, because there's underlying, like every system as well, is assumption. Every system has an assumption within it. Or multitudes more. More often, it's multitudes of assumptions, hundreds of them, thousands of them, more. Um, in some cases, right. And the more and the more assumptions a system has, the more implicit assumptions. Because you only have impl- implicit ex- assumptions. There is no such thing as Im- at an explicit assumption. Now, this this idea of implicit versus explicit. <sighs> actualized dot org did an episode on this. A long time, a while ago, a long time, maybe like a year or two ago. Um, and basically, what that means is that all assumptions are unconscious.
1: There, you are unaware
0: of them, which is why they're assumptions. And so, basically, I, I'm attempting to become aware of them, right? I'm attempting to become aware of what they're doing, what role they play in this belief system, this kind of thing. Um the other element of this that makes my episode this different is principles versus process or versus life or whatever you want to call it, right? See most people what they do is they focus on um a certain narrow kind of thing, like calendar blocking and things like this. And those that that can be very useful and helpful doing that. Um and I've done that as well. But overall, even with those kinds of episodes, I've kept principles in mind. Principles over process. Because process can delude you. Principles can as well, but for different reasons. Which is why it's important to question the assumptions underlying with principles, but that's a deeper episode. So principle versus process, which, which is why I've been able to come up with episodes where you can see the entire whole of something in, in in many episodes, many cases at least. I'm not saying that the structure that I pointed out is completely correct. It's often times I find that it's actually not, but um it's pointing closer and closer to something. It matches more and more to uh reality, right? What what you call reality. It doesn't mean that reality is real. I'm just saying that it matches more to what is kind of thing. Right And So If you want to Go beyond Your system Of understanding Your system of belief Basically These are the things You need to do You need to start Deconstructing your beliefs Deconstructing what you believe Um, I call this the tasma factor Right Thoughts Emotions Sensation Memory, assumption, um, these are the things underlying all kinds of systems. Because systems aren't like... It's not like a, you, you create a system or like an idea or an understanding. And that understanding is just kind of something that created, you create from thin air. No, not, 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 usually That's not how it happens. Usually it's created from past experiences and past memories of doing different things. And you can learn from that and, and change... Um, and then you create the system based on that past memory, the past the sense, and the past sensation experience, and thought, and then assumption underlying all oh, those four other things, right? And so that's the thing that I also keep in mind as well is these, this this basic truth here. Um, you know. So basically questioning things, finding the assumption or lying, any kind of thing. Um, looking at principle versus process, not over process, because process is also important, you know, the process of doing things and things like this, but principle um, is the o- uh, overlying goal. It's the basic thing that I use when I'm doing episodes or when I'm doing any kind of technique or when I'm coming up with any kind of idea or whatever it is. <coughs> um you know, time is different. You know, the the longer view is there. Um the past for influencing the present is there, this kind of thing. And that also influencing the present, the future. Um And you may think that this idea of past influencing present is like, oh, that's such a a dumb idea. Or even if that is true, so what? You know, what does that matter, right? But that's actually a very deep, fundamental uh, thing. That like, literally, like because this is the case. This is one of the reasons why so many things seem. So different, like so many cultures seem different, so many things seem because it's this is what's going on here. There's a lot of things going on here, paradigms, and stuff like this, you know. And so, past influencing the present, which also then influences the future. <sighs> because if you cannot see the past of something, like, like, give me an example, right. So so you can kind of see why this is true concretely <coughs> So <coughs> Let's say that you have Somebody that you knew Or whatever And They you Maybe you were friends or whatever for a while And then they were just loyal to you Why? What's happening here? So, I can give you an example of explanation of why this might be the case. I'm not saying that this is the case. This is the reason behind it. <coughs> um, but this is just kind of giving you a taste of past influencing the present, right? So, let's say that you were raised in a um, situation as a child where your daddy was volatile, scary, drunk. You know, he was When he drank, he beat you. When he was sober, he beat you, but maybe beat you less or whatever. <clears throat> and your mother was also very unstable in similar ways, right? And so you grew up in a very dangerous environment. And it doesn't really have to be that, that specific, right? But I'm just giving you like an example of what is going on here. Or, what could be possibly be going on here? I'm not saying that I excuse disloyalty or anything like this this is this is much deeper than your feelings of what people should or should not do.' It's people should be loyal to me or things like this. This is much beyond this. This is why I am much different than most people when it comes to podcast episodes, but anyways <clears throat> and so they grow up learning that trust is very dangerous. I can't trust in my dad. he might. Go crazy and in a moment. He might start beating, whatever. Um, and so... This person grows up... And then he meets you, right? Because he has dealt with this before... Maybe he has... That past imprint... Of distrust. I'm not saying he should distrust you... Or that you are the same... Or anything like this. This is not... This is much deeper than... You... This has nothing to do with you, Um, and more to do with personality. Personality is basically the past influencing the present, and so basically the habit of not trusting the imprint, the personality uh, that was created to benefit him, evolutionarily speaking, of not trusting is now here in the present and. Because of that, he became disloyal. Not because he hates you or anything like this necessarily. I think my part of, part of it as well, but for different reasons. Like I said, past, influencing in the present, but also because of this distrust habit motivator. Um, to give you a less bleak example, right? Let's say you have a situation where you have a friend who maybe he seems very strange. Like, he's not doing what you would want him to do. You would want him to get out of the house, out of his parents' house and do things for himself, be independent for himself, this kind of thing. But what if, in the past, he had had moments where he was, right? And then he learned how difficult this kind of thing can be. Not like like a difficult, like a scary thing. This is like a scary thing for me to do. But, like, just difficult and I'm just too lazy to do it. Um, so this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is why I question this story. Because it has nothing to do with you. Your life has nothing to do with you. Their lives have nothing to do with you. Um, whether somebody does or doesn't do something for you... has nothing to do with you. And whether you do something for somebody else it really has nothing to do with you either but has to do with the past which is your mind you are not your mind you are not your personality personality is something that you kind of think you are because society tells you this and because you, it's almost like a skin at this point but that doesn't mean it's true So I've kind of gone beyond this idea of self Like You must do things for yourself Or You must do things for others In this whole selfless versus selfish debate um, Which is what most people are kind of dealing with in some ways Um, If it's not selfish versus selfless It's moral versus immoral Whatever it is Right Because it's Based on the story, based on their story of what should or shouldn't be, what they think should or shouldn't be. Um, but that's not real. That's not a way of uh, finding a way of representing reality. Representing what is, at least, right? Um, so. This is why I've also just deconstructed the story, deconstructed all these things findings and these assumptions um, so yeah, this is a deep problem, and the consequences of this problem are very um, apparent if you if you're looking around you right now you can see those consequences if you look if you know what to look for. Where now what we have is a situation where we have a culture that basically teaches people to consume, consume, consume. Uh, We have a culture, a society that teaches people that you can be anything you want to be. Uh, Or we have a culture or society that tells you something else, right? Whether those things are true or false, that's not really the point. The point is actually much deeper than this, which is that no matter what it is that people are telling you, the culture, society, whatever it is, those things are irrelevant. They may be true, they may be not true, but they're irrelevant. They're not relevant at all. Most of the time, this is why I've always found that 99% of the popular opinions that people have in the world are wrong. They're just wrong, they're just factually wrong. They're just uh, inaccurate. They don't represent reality. It doesn't represent what is, basically. <sighs> um, That's a deep point. And, you know, if you want to live that way, if you want to be, if you don't want to question things because it's too difficult or you're too scared to because you think that other people are scared because they do other things that you don't like, whether that that be being too dependent on others or whatever it is, that itself is the consequence. There are different consequences around this as well, actually. (laughs) Um, You know, I used to have this idea that you have to like, I mean, there's a lot of ideas that I used to have that were like this as well, that were similar, right? Like, you have to focus on yourself over everybody else. Over, like, not over everybody else, but, like. But what what i become aware of is that the self, what you think the self is. Number one, what you think the self is, is uh, actually not true. Um, because it is not. Actually representing you in the vast majority of cases what I've seen is people who focus on themselves in this way right well no sorry that's that's not even <laughs> that's a deeper story based problem, but what I've become aware of is that even if this is true, which in some ways it is like theres there's a certain level of development you can reach where that is correct but there's a point you reach actually where you find that this is this also is is false. Because what, what you find is that the self is not real and it's the way that people think of it. Like I am a real person, I am the self, because they, they mistake awareness with self. And you know if you Focus on yourself, you're gonna be weeble wobbling all over the place. You might even be very unstable, actually. It's, it's it depends on your situation. It depends on like what you're doing and how you're doing it. But like um you know, but when I when I always did those episodes, I did it in very counterintuitive ways. And most of the time, if if people most people who if they were to listen to that episode, would get the wrong idea, not not because it's it's an incorrect statement. It's not what I was saying is true in a lot of ways, but the problem is that it, because it is so so counterintuitive and so hard to explain in this way, it's really not um, going to be helpful for you to 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 learn this lesson, actually, because it is counterintuitive like it's just it's a counterintuitive move because i actually ironically what you're doing is you're not focusing on the self little self the story based self the, the memories based self the assumption based self you're focusing on something wider um which means well it could mean about a couple of things it could mean me or you go meta on the uh, self you question the assumptions of the self um, because like I said, all, all your mind is is past, all your self is, is past. Um, awareness is not self, right? And most people confuse awareness with self, but the self is not awareness. <coughs> Anyways, and so because they um do this thing where most people if they were if I were they were to hear what I would say, like, oh. Become aware of like yourself, you know. Do things more for yourself. They would take it and and uh, not under not understand it right, and probably not even do it right in the first place. Uh, I-, I tried to very well to explain what I really meant by this, but even so, you could still get that very counterintuitive move later, because not everybody can remember like all the basic points from that episode. All you do for you do for yourself. And so I've been trying to find a way of changing that idea, changing how you explain that idea. Because there's basically the little self, right? What you could call the small self without a capital S. Um, which is concerned with itself, its past, its memories, its story about what, what people should or shouldn't be doing. But then there's Things that that self may or may not want to do, that it may need to do. Um, So, kind of a good example of this was a was an episode that I was watching from somebody. I don't want to I want to give their names out or anything, but like it was talking about how this idea of like the whole get off your ass culture is negative because it's not useful. Right. But what I've become aware of is actually that because most people don't understand what the self really is, they and because they focus heavily on the story and on these meanings and the beliefs and stuff like this, they need something like this in some way. If not from others, then from them, themselves. Because the little self, um, lowercase s, may not want to. Um, brush their teeth or whatever but then you you ask consequence what 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 would be the consequence of doing this um you you would get rotted teeth maybe you would get cavities or something um another good example is like the little self might not want to clean his or her dishes or her room or whatever but what happens if you do this? You get a messy room. It's it's dirty. It looks weird. It's you know maybe it's hard to find things if it's very disorganized as well. Um, and so it's not about the self in the typical sense of the word self, or any sense of the word self. Actually, we're going beyond self here. But that doesn't mean that we're selfless, either, because when people use the word selfless, they're using it in like a very similar way, like oh. He's not, he is so selfless, he's like doing things that like most people don't do, because most people are selfish in this way. Um, but like selfless also has within itself, at least the implicit assumption of the self lowercase S. But that's not selflessness. See, most people, most people, when they do so-called selfless things, they're they're not doing it because they're selfless. They're doing it because, like, maybe they think it's good to do this, or they should do this, or they must do this, or feels good to do this, or because God commanded me to do this, or something along those lines. It's not because they are like unconditionally loving or whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> not every single person who is like this, but I would argue that ninety percent of those who Try to act this way or this way. That I'm explaining, that is the kind of thing that I'm explaining here. And so it's not about the self. There's no self involved in this calculation. As a matter of fact, you have to go beyond the self, beyond the, the content of the self. It's literally about consequence versus results. I think, I think this is actually a very interesting uh, idea, right? Instead of right versus wrong, Consequence versus result, um, or a consequence versus something along those lines, right? Because you may want a result of looking thinner or whatever, but if you eat a whole tub of ice cream, you get the consequence of gaining weight, right? So consequence versus result. This is this is may this may change because it's still very new. This is literally just something I came up with in this episode while I was recording it. So. Um, yeah this may change but this is probably more useful to be honest with you than this idea of right or wrong Like, oh this is wrong or this is incorrect or whatever consequence versus result um, you create something else for ideas that are similar um, match versus doesn't match <clears throat> Right, doesn't match what is or not of course the problem is how do you know what is um, there's a lot of implicit assumptions baked into what you think is what you think reality is what you think uh, the self is things like this and these assumptions you don't see them they're so implicit they're, they're literally like the mic, the structure that you see the world from it's like uh, it's like the mind kind of built this like machine like thing um, but that has eyes That it can see things with And stuff like this And from this machine Like thing This part It sees things But it only sees things From like a certain angle Or whatever right But then if you go beyond That machine like thing And see the entire Spectrum that you can see You see more than that one angle You can see many angles at once um, So that's basically What I'm doing here or at least attempting to do, it doesn't always work, but and that's the basic idea. Um This one actually went on way longer than I intended it, but this is a very deep uh, problem, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of people t- say that t- society is terrible, it's so awful, it's like, well, um and that's one of the things I wanted to, uh, I want to do an episode on, maybe eventually, but really what we're, they're talking about is aspects of society. Because what is society? Society is such a broad term that it really means very little um, by itself. Um, and any board we've gone to this point in society, see, I'm using this word again, where actually maybe like a thousand years ago, society was very much one-dimensional, right? It was like one moral set of morals within this certain culture or society, like Western culture or whatever. There's one certain kind of good group, bad group kind of dynamic. Uh, One basic sort of government structure, government type. One basic set of uh, ideas, beliefs, maybe even books that people read, things like this. Versus now, where society is uh, multidimensional, I was going to say omnidimensional, but that's that's not actually true. And uh, <clears throat> so, really, what, what's being pointed out in these kinds of situations where people saying society is so terrible in these these ways is actually not society. It's aspects of society, certain dimensions of it, that are problematic in certain ways for different reasons, which um, honestly is true. And I know some people who are like, "No, you shouldn't say society is terrible, you know, but there are and I wouldn't use the word terrible honestly because it's not really the right word anyways, or the the uh word that I think gives you the best matching set of reality matching uh representation of reality basically, but um society does have certain problems. ...certain aspects of it... ...and to not acknowledge this... T- ...to not see this is... ...to be blinded to society... ...whims and wills and things like this... ...which is one of the reasons why I've always been... ...very willing to question... ...everything... ...even society... ...because... ...if you cannot question... ...if you... um, ...you know there's no... there, ...you know this idea of like sacred cows right... ...there's no sacred cows... If you cannot question anything, if you cannot question something, um, if society will not let you do this, or if somebody says that you shouldn't question this, or whatever, you should question why they don't want you to question this. You should question that. And question that. Question that thing that they don't want you to question anyways. Because if you don't, you will not be open to... uh, The possibility that your set of ideas, beliefs, or what you could call imperfect systems, do not match very well with reality. Or at least certain aspects of those beliefs or systems. Um, So anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. Very long, longer than I was expecting it to be, and I'll talk in the next one.